Our second scripture reading comes to us from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 25, verses 36 through 49. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your heart? Look at my hands and feet. See that it is I, myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave to him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This ends the reading of God's holy word. May God add many blessings to the hearing of it. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, We've come into your house and gathered in your name to worship you. Enable us to hear your call in our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts here together be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Our Lord, our Rock, our Redeemer. Amen. Friends, today we are continuing our sermon series following Easter to the days of Pentecost about the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus Christ. If you were here last week, if you remember last week, we discussed Cleopas and the unnamed disciple who were traveling from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And a stranger began to walk to them, and they told them all about Jesus' death. When evening came, they invited the stranger into their home, and he took the bread and blessed it and broke it, and they realized that it had been Jesus among their midst the whole time. And then he disappeared. Cleopas and the other disciple got up and they ran back to Jerusalem to the disciples who were discussing how Jesus had also appeared to Simon. And that's exactly where our scripture today begins. It begins as while they were discussing these things. While they were talking about the events on the road to Emmaus, while they were discussing Jesus appearing to Simon, Jesus is suddenly there with them. Now, last week I said that I think sometimes the gospel writers make it hard to believe in the physical resurrection. That there are several witnesses that travel with Jesus, that see Jesus, Mary, Cleopas, and they don't recognize who he is immediately. He disappears from rooms. When he was with Cleopas and the unnamed disciple, and they realize it's Jesus, poof, he's gone. 
When the disciples are gathered together in the locked room, he suddenly appears in there. This doesn't sound like the acts of a physical body. Now, the disciples, no doubt, were having the same questions, the same doubts. They were talking amongst themselves, saying, this doesn't, just doesn't make sense. And I think that's part of why Jesus appears to them. Jesus appears, and they're overjoyed, but they also think that they are seeing a ghost. And he says, look, here, touch my wounds. See my side. Ghosts don't have flesh. Ghosts don't have bones. You could see that I am a physical being. You saw these wounds inflicted and still I carry them with me. But they still wondered. They still doubted. And then almost changing gears, Jesus says, well, do you have anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish. And he ate. And that has always stuck out with me when I read this passage. Jesus saying, have you anything here to eat? It seems so out of place. It seems, it just sticks with me. And I think part of it is my relationship with food. About a year ago, uh, in fact, this Tuesday will be a year ago that I had the, the gastric sleeve surgery. And my relationship with food has completely changed. Before, I used food. If I had a really bad day, I'd come home. Heather, I've just had a terrible day. Let's, let's go out to eat. Let's order a pizza. Or if I had a really good day, I'd come home. Heather, something great happened. Let's celebrate. Let's go out to eat or order a pizza. (laughs) When I was depressed, when I was mourning, when I was struggling, I sought comfort in food. And so I wonder if that's part of what Jesus was doing. Jesus recognized that the disciples were seeking comfort in food and he was trying to be there with them, trying to, to... Be in solidarity with them. He saw that they had a table full of broiled fish. They were fishermen. And said, well, do you have anything to eat? Let me eat with you. Let me be present with you. I think another reason it sticks out is because it's so mundane. It's so ordinary. This is just after the resurrection. This is days after the crucifixion. Think about what the disciples have been through. Less than two weeks ago, they enter into Jerusalem and people are cheering and shouting Hosanna and waving palm fronds and laying down their cloaks so Jesus can enter into the city. Crowds are coming to cheer for him, to see him. They get together for a big family dinner and then one of their own betrays their teacher, their friend. Judas turns Jesus into the police, the temple officials. And not only that, but he leads the soldiers to them where Jesus could be arrested. And then Jesus is put on the mockery of a trial and is crucified before them. But now there's stories of seeing him. 
There are stories of resurrection. Mary has seen him in the garden. He's appeared to Simon Cleopas and the unnamed disciple ran into him on the road of Emmaus. It has been a roller coaster up and down. Triumphant entry, betrayal, crucifixion, resurrection. And do you have anything here to eat? It just doesn't fit in. Plus, Jesus' works have been getting more and more impressive. Remember, just before he entered into the into Jerusalem is when he raised Lazarus from the dead. They've seen him walk on water. They've seen him turn water into wine. They've seen him cure people who are lame, lepers, blind people. They've seen him raise the dead. And now they've heard that he himself has been raised from the dead. And do you have anything here to eat? This is Jesus. Jesus who turned water into wine. Jesus who fed 5,000 people with two loaves and five fishes. Why would he be asking for something to eat? It just feels out of place. If you've seen the movie The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman as as P.T. Barnum, there's a scene where he is trying to recruit this world-class opera singer to come and sing for his circus. He wants to take her on tour. And he's known for having a collection of freaks. For the world's fattest man, for the wolf boy, for the bearded woman who sings, for trapeze artists. And now he's courting this world-renowned opera singer. And she looks at him and she said, why do you want me? He says, well, people are used to coming to me to be hoodwinked by me. But now I want to give them something real. And I think that's what Jesus is doing here. He's giving the disciples something real. They've been traumatized. They've lost their friend, their teacher. There's rumors going around. They aren't sure what's real or not. They see Jesus, thinks he's a ghost. He's giving them something real. And what is more real than eating? It's something everybody does. It's something we need to do to live. It's something that even in their grief and their sorrow, the disciples had to do. And so by eating with the disciples, Jesus proves that he is real. That he is physically there. That he has been resurrected. He doesn't want them to be hoodwinked by rumors or fancy tricks. He wants to be real with them and say, here I am with you as I always have been. Have you anything here to eat? I think that that's the verse that this whole passage pins on. And I think it's because of these three things. I think it's because it is so mundane. Because Christ is giving them something real. Because it is comfort food. By proving that he is really physically there, he is bringing comfort to the disciples. 
Look, the first thing that Jesus says when he appears to them, peace be with you. And by eating with him, he is bringing them peace. He is giving them comfort. Because what is more comforting than knowing that Christ conquered death? The sin and death cannot conquer Jesus Christ, but he conquers them and he brings that to us. As Christians, that is where we find our comfort. That is where we find our peace. That the world tried to crucify Jesus, but Jesus was more powerful than the evils of the world. That Jesus was more powerful than death. And by following him, we share in that. I think have you anything here to eat is also important because it is so mundane. Because it is so ordinary. Because Jesus often used the mundane. Jesus often used the ordinary. The two loaves of bread and the five fishes that he fed the multitudes with. The water that he turned into wine. The bread that he broke on the evening of the Last Supper. The mud that he wiped on the blind man's eyes. And it reminds us that Jesus uses the ordinary and God uses the ordinary. I don't know about you, but broiled fish sounds pretty ordinary to me. It doesn't sound like something that just gets my mouth watering or, ooh, it's broiled fish for dinner. It's plain Jane every day. But so am I. So are you. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're all extraordinary in your own ways. But we're all ordinary people. There's nothing special about us. But through Jesus Christ, we see that God uses ordinary things and ordinary people. And we trust that God can use us to serve God's purposes. And as P.T. Barnum said, I want to give them something real. Jesus is giving the disciples something real. And it's a reminder of who Jesus is. At the heart of it all. Isn't that what Jesus Christ is all about? That God is giving humanity something real? A real person who is God but is fully human? A real person who encompasses God's grace and love? A person who is Emmanuel, God with us. Have you anything here to eat? It's a simple question. It's a plain question. But it reminds us of the comfort and peace we find in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It reminds us that even though we are ordinary people, that God can use us for extraordinary purposes. And it reminds us that in the person of Jesus Christ, God became human. God became real flesh, real skin, real bones. And in Christ, we see real love and real grace. Have you anything here to eat? A friend posted a meme on Facebook this week 
There's a picture of a casserole filled with something. I don't remember exactly what. And it says, What's it, what does it take to be Methodist? It said, you have to love Jesus to have a 9 by 13 casserole. <laughs> that joke works with almost every denomination. There's the old story about the child coming to show and tell. And they're supposed to bring something that represents their religion. And the Jewish child brings uh, a star of David and talks about how it represents his faith. And, and a little Muslim child uh, brings the Quran and talks about how it's Muhammad's teachings. And the young Presbyterian child brings a casserole. Protestants are known for eating, known for cooking, known for gathering around tables. And I think there's a deep theology in that that we don't talk about. That we come together as a family. That nobody leaves hungry. But that we say, yes, there is something here to eat. Yes, Jesus Christ is real and conquered death, and we find comfort and peace in that. Yes, God uses the mundane, the ordinary, the everyday, whether it's a loaf of bread or whether it's a broken person like me. And yes, God is real in the person of Jesus Christ. And in him, we could see God's love and grace now and forevermore. Amen.